Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Girl Power Hour. Um, I have a very exciting show on today, of course. Valerie Green is joining us again for her call-in show, which we have been offering. Um, we've offered one other time. We will offer again. And uh, she is a relationship coach in New York City. She's going to be offering free relationship advice today to our callers. So, uh, before I give special announcements, I want to give you the number that you can call. Certainly want to call in early so that your show ticket on the air. 602-753-1589. Also, if you want to know more about Coach Valerie Green, by all means, check out our website, www.coachvaleriegreen, and that's green, the color, with an E at the end, dot com. Um, you can check everything out there. You can also contact her for further information. If you do get on the air today and you have a question that she answers for you, uh, but you'd like to have more information from her, be sure to go to her website, and, and she'll be telling you that again throughout the show. I do have a couple of announcements I want to get to before we get to Valerie. Um, first of all, next week, uh, Wednesday the 29th, we will have Isabel Abbott on the show. She is going to be talking to us about her book, Salt and Honey, and she's going to be sharing with us her thoughts on life and love and all the many writing projects she does. It's going to be a very intimate and revealing conversation with Isabel Abbott. Uh, you won't want to miss it. She is a lovely soul. And if you have not heard of her book, Salt and Honey, you can Google it and find it. You can also go to Facebook. Uh, she has a page for it, Salt and Honey. Uh, you can check out everything that she does, plus her book, and even purchase her book via her website, which is www.isabellabbott, that's A-B-B-O-T-T dot com. Um, and then on uh, April 5th, that's the first Wednesday in April, we always have Psychic Wednesday, every first Wednesday. Well, this time we have a new twist on our old favorite. Everyone that listens to the show knows that Psychic Wednesday is one of my favorite shows. Uh, it's just so fun and interesting to have people call in and get reading However, we've decided to put a little new twist on it, and Elizabeth Harbin, our favorite psychic, intuitive medium, and professional card reader, is going to be providing dream interpretation for every caller. So you can start writing those dreams down now. Make sure that you're taking notes whenever you wake up from a dream that has you puzzled or stumped. And if you have one that's recurring or one that you had a long time ago that you'd just like to figure out what that was about, well, dream interpretation with Elizabeth Harbin on Wednesday, April 5th at 3 p.m. Central. And now to Valerie Green, my guest today. Hi, Valerie. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm good. I, you called and, and you were finishing up eating and I was finishing up taxes and we were, <laughs> we were like really trying to get into the, into the mode of, of Girl Power Hour today. So um, I'm so glad that you're back and so grateful to have you on for this call-in show. I know we have some callers that are going to be calling in today. I don't have anybody calling in just yet, but I know we do have some uh, that will be calling that have contacted me to let me know that they will be. So I'm looking forward to hearing the information and advice that you have to give these guys. Um, I did want me to too. ask you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I did want to ask you a question because I know we're going to have you on again, and I'm quite sure I have a caller calling in today, unless she has changed her mind, um, about a similar situation. So I just wanted to, for listeners out there who are thinking about something but not sure if they should call in about it, is it okay for someone to call in about a relationship that maybe isn't their own, like if they have a family member or something like that, someone that they feel like is struggling in a relationship, if, could, if, could they call in for that person and maybe give them the advice that you share? 
Um, well, first of all, I want to say yes, anyone can call about anything. Um, and I have no judgment, you know, if um, if someone wants to call about a family member or or friend. What I would say, though, is that I wouldn't recommend giving that family member or friend advice because unsolicited <laughs> advice is not usually welcomed. Like, you know, you can imagine how you <laughs> reacted when someone is giving you advice. But um, I would love to coach people on how it affects them. You know, like, for example, I think you said you had, we'll just take a hypothetical example of a mom calling in for her son. Um, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I I would certainly try to, what I'm really skilled at is trying to, is is being, I'm kind of intuitive myself, and I can guess what what might be going on for the other person. Um, So to kind of get an understanding, like, like if a mother calls in with her son, what, what he might be going through, and what might be able to help him. Um, but not giving him advice, but how she might build him. Right. Um, but I mean, what I would yeah. give advice to her on is what it brings up for her that that whatever he's struggling with, and how she could handle it herself, and how she could support him, you know, in a way that's not um, telling him what to do. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. It depends how old the son is. No, course. that makes total sense. <laughs> um, yeah. If the son yeah, is a child, then of course it is about telling him what to do, <laughs> but in a way that is not controlling him because then he'll be rebelling, but, you know, that's really supportive. So um, right. that's sort of the added caveat. If you're asking for advice for someone else, then I, I'm happy to kind of guess what's going on for them and how you can support them, but I'll turn it back on how can we support you with whatever this brings up for you. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Yeah. And you know what you brought up, but this is a great point. Like the idea of um, – now, of course, first of all, let me let me clarify that in anybody calling in for a person, I would hope that it wouldn't be like a codependent situation. I would hope that it would be like, you know, either the person doesn't want to call in because they're a little shy or whatever and they would like you to call in for them, or it's truly out of concern and you're just wanting to know how do I support this person or, you know, what do I do? And so either one of those situations. Yeah, um, totally. However, you brought up a great point. Uh, if you have someone younger that's in a relationship that, you know, you said, okay, well, that would be more like telling them what to do, but you have to do it in a way that's not controlling because then they would be rebelling, but in a way that's supporting. I would imagine there are just a whole lot of parents out there potentially even listening that would be very interested in knowing how to be supportive uh, in a situation where their kids are involved in a relationship that is maybe not what they consider to be the healthiest situation for them, but they don't want to do the whole controlling thing because, yeah, that never works out, mm-hmm. never, ever does. Right. That always goes the opposite direction. Um, but, like, in a way that's supportive, and if you could give that kind of advice, I think that would be fantastic. Like, to anyone out there that was struggling with that, that would be, like, really valuable information. So I'm sure everybody would like to yeah. know how to do that, how to support someone through that. Exactly. And are we talking about, like, um, adult children in their 20s, let's say, or are we talking more about teenagers? Because obviously yeah. it's different how you would Either. treat them. Either in both, okay. probably, I um, would say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the main difference being that if you're a parent of a teenager, then it is about establishing, like, you're the one who can make rules and boundaries for them. Um, you know, like, obviously um, – we want to do that. So we'll start with that. Well, you want to do that in a way that's not controlling. So, um, I, I mean, I would need a, a more kind of specific example to work with. Um, is it, you know, 
let's say, because I, I also think it's different for teenage boys and teenage girls. Um, yes, agree. You know how you would approach it. So let's come up with a scenario, I guess, or if you know of one, feel free to, to let so me let's know say, of let's, something. Let's, let's just pull from Tasha's backlog because I've dated a few. So let's just go back to my high school days and think about the guys I dated uh, who Fun. definitely weren't good. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, you know, I have an autobiography out there. It's fine. You can all read about it. It's okay. Uh, but, like, there's – let's say there's a – you have a daughter who's dating – a guy who is um, verbally abusive and getting more and more possessive and controlling, and more and more signs, obviously, that we're going in a very abusive direction. Not that verbally abusive isn't enough. I'm just saying that this is getting dangerous. What yeah. would you say? Right. And I mean, I, so I always think that it's about establishing a really supportive partnership with um, in this case, it would be the daughter. So let's say she's a teenage mm-hmm. daughter because you know that saying, well, I don't like him and I don't want you hanging out with him isn't going to stop her. Then she's just going to go behind your back, you know, if right. she likes the guy. Um, so a way to really, you know, establish rapport with her is to say, like, you know, hey, you know, I care about you. I want to support you to make sure your relationship is really satisfying for you because you deserve to be treated well. Um, Is it okay Mm -hmm. if we have a conversation about like what your concerns are and, you know, what it is that, that, you know, because I've noticed some things that I find a little uncomfortable about your relationship. And is it okay if I ask you questions about it? So you're getting more into her world, you know, and then I would sit her down and say, you know, so I've noticed him say, and you wouldn't, I wouldn't label what he's saying as abusive because that's going to, that's judgmental, Buzzword, right? Yeah. And, you know, right. so I would say, hey, I heard him say X, Y, and Z. I heard him say mm-hmm. um, that, you know, whatever he, what, <laughs> whatever he said, um, you know, <laughs> like, was he calling her names? Was he you know, calling her a whore, let's say, was he saying, you know, if you do this, I'm going to hurt you. Like, you know, whatever he said, um, I would just say, Hey, you know, I heard him say this. I'm just curious, you know, how did that make you feel? Do you feel safe with him? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, do you feel like you want to be treated that way? Um, and you know, so asking her, questions to help her realize what she wants and then oh okay you don't want to be treated that way do you know what to say back to him in a way that's going to establish your own boundaries like let's help you establish your own boundaries with him what do you want to say when he says x y and z you know what he calls you a whore what do you want to say back to him that's not starting an argument but that's you know establishing your boundaries like so when he calls you a whore to be like hey i don't deserve to be talked to that way if you talk to me that way, I'm going to go home now. Right. You know, so not telling her what to do, but helping her establish her own boundaries and her own self-worth so that she can stand up for herself. And then at, and then so asking her, like, well, comes- so do you think that, you know, and I'm a little concerned about you spending time with him. I know I want to tell you don't hang out with him, but I know you're just going to go behind my back. What do you think about that? You know, so right. you're not telling her that, but you're saying I wish that I could control you, but I know you're just going to go behind my back. But I want you to know I'm scared for you and, um, you know, like I, I, I want this to be able to 
I want to work with you here. You know, do you think it's best for you to spend time with him? And if so, like, why? And what are you getting out of the relationship? And, you know, like, I mean, depending on how much rapport you have with her, you could ask her questions like that. But, I mean, this needs to be in an already good relationship between you and her because otherwise she won't feel safe enough to talk to you. So in that case, it's about really establishing rapport with her, getting more interested in her life, not controlling her, not telling her what what to do, but obviously you need to make boundaries with kids, you know, set their bedtime, right, exactly. set their homework, you know, like, you, so you are, t- the difference between a teenager and a 20-something-year-old is that you are making rules for them, and because right. the boundaries are different with a child, right. and teenagers are still legally children, they grow exactly. up, you know, into teenagers, you give them more freedom, and it can be more collaborative. You know, so the way to make it collaborative is to be like, well, to share your concerns and say, hey, I'm concerned about this. I want to make a rule that does this. That would make me feel safer for you. But I have a feeling like you, you know, that would not work for you. So what rule do you suggest? Create the rule together and then establish accountability. What's the consequences if you break that rule? Yeah, you know, so that you're collaborative. That's something I wish my parents had done. (laughs) But yeah, same. I certainly had my share of rebellion as a teenager because I felt controlled. So, you know, that's unfortunately what happened. And so, a way to do that is, you know, it's the same way of being collaborative, except the difference with a teenager and an adult is that with a teenager, you really do have the final say if you're the parent. Right. Um. But hopefully Let me jump in collaboratively. So you're both on a, board. Since this is a hypothetical situation and we'll come back to it, I, I want to jump in because we got a caller that just is just now calling in. Um, Great. Let's see here. Okay, caller 8080, you're on the air. Did you have a question Hi. for Valerie? Hi. Sure. Hi. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> um, I get, it's just that... Um, our personalities are really different. Uh, I'm really kind of hard-nosed and straight-laced, and he's really free-spirited. And sometimes it tends to um, cause a lot of conflict between us. And I would love to be able to own my flaw in order to be able to make our relationship better. Like, I can't. I know I can't control him. I can't make him less um, free-spirited, but how do I kind of bring myself to a more free-spirited place while still maintaining the structure mm. that we all need? That is such a great question, and hi, and what's your name, by the way? Uh, my name is Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. I mean, it's, I, I don't know if this is, like, anonymous callers. I won't ask your last name. <laughs> I just oh, like to, I just Jones. Like to address Jones. you. Oh, oh no, no no! I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying I we don't need your last name if you want it to be anonymous. But thank you, Stephanie. I just like to address people by name because you know it's more fun. But we don't have to. if you don't want to share your name for if for future calls, you don't have to anyway. But that is such a good oh, no, question fine. because um thank you. Um, that is what I always recommend for couples is that if you have opposite personalities, to try to incorporate more of the other person so you can be more balanced. You know, so okay. what you're saying is that you're more straight laced and he's more, you know, easygoing and you can't change him. It's true, but it can be really inspiring if uh, there's two ways that I would recommend that you do this. And one you already mentioned, which is awesome, 
is taking on more kind of easygoing qualities yourself. And that in and of itself could inspire him to do the same thing, you know? Um, Okay. And the other thing that I would guide you with, which we might not get to today, but I'm happy to keep talking to you about it, you know, later if you want to reach out to me, is how to Uh share your feelings in a way that is not making him wrong to inspire him to want to help you to feel better. If there's particular behaviors he does that bothers you. So you're not fighting about them. Um, so you're okay. not controlling him, but you're sharing with him what comes up for you. But I want to, so that's something we can talk about um, at a later point. I want to answer your question, okay. um, which is how do you kind of take on more easygoing behavior? And I mean, I, I love that question. I just want to kind of coach you around it. So, like, what what is one example of a way that you're more straight-laced that you want to be more easygoing? Um, I'm very oriented towards time. Like, if we have to be somewhere, I want to be there early. And, like, you know, we've got kids, so we've got to get the kids out of the door. And, and I want to be there before when we're supposed to be there. And he's kind of like loosey-goosey, you know, we'll get there when we get right. there. And that stresses me out. Totally. Um, no, I can I can get it because I'm hearing that what you want is to feel supported, um, you know, in your agenda to get there a little bit early so that you can feel relaxed, right, rather yes. than stressed out, right? Um, yes. And that, and that totally makes sense. Um, and so, I mean, your question was like – how could you be more easygoing? Is that what you're saying? Because um, yeah. I'm happy to support you with that. Um, I mean, so what would being easygoing look like for you in that situation? How would that look different than how you're currently doing it? Um, it would look like me being okay with being at, like, I'm trying to think of it like our friend's house. They say, okay, you need to, or y'all can come over at 6.30. Okay, well, I want to be there at 6.15, and he's okay if we get there at 6.45. And I'll preface with our friends don't care when we get there. That's kind of just a roundabout time that they might be ready for us. So he's usually pretty good at this. I'm I'm admiring your ability to step back and consider – like your the whole situation, like what your friends think is important, what your husband thinks is important. I imagine he's your husband, um, and what Kinda. you think is important. Oh, your your partner. Right. <laughs> we'll say your partner. Um, okay. So, but that is that is a really um, important quality that you're saying because there are times for example if you're trying to be on time for a job interview where it's really important to be early and then I think it makes sense to call on that part of yourself that's more straight laced and then there's times like this where it doesn't really matter Um, right you know and so I'm curious then what you would have to do to kind of zoom out in each time um and consider how important is it that I'm on time or is it okay if we go get a little bit late? And if you did that in the moment, would that change Mm -hmm. your attitude about it? So to zoom out in the moment, are you asking me if that would change my attitude if I was able to look at it bigger in the moment? 
Yeah, like like exactly what you just did to be like, oh, you know what? My friends don't care if we're late, so it's not that important to be on time. So in that case, I can relax about it in this situation. Huh. Like, how easy do you think it would be for you to to? Because that's what we did. We just zoomed out and put yourself in your yeah. friends situation and ask is it important to them and if it's not then you know yeah you could see what you're saying. so how easy would it be for you to do that and if it's not easy that's okay we can work with it i'm just trying to um get what you how you're holding this like it's really easy for me to talk about zooming out and then i get in the moment and i'm trying to get kids to get shoes on and are their faces clean and is my daughter's hair all over the place like, that's the time where I get really kind of harried, and I'm like, why isn't anybody listening to me? Mm, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm hearing that there's kind of two things going on. The first thing is that you have to do this in a certain amount of time, and you're rushing. Um, right. And he's not. And the second right. thing is that there's things that have to get done before you leave. Yeah. Like, making sure that the kids' shoelaces are tied and their hair is not. And you want your partner's support with that. Yes. Like, it seems like you're the one who has to do it all yourself. Well, I don't mean to make it, he, he helps, but he just, he kind of does it in his own time. And I would like to be okay with doing it in his own time because he's just such a happy, easygoing guy. Mm, And I feel like I'm mm -hmm. always like, ripping my hair out and I don't want to be that person in my family. Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I love how you're taking responsibility and wanting to accept him. I mean, I'm just, I'm so touched by that because so many people would go the other direction and say he has to change. Um, no, and, I really, I I really mean, love him and he's, he's, he's my best friend. Aw. And I just, I, I so feel your love and your care and your desire, um, you know, to be more, to feel more connected in those moments when you're both trying to leave the house. And, you know, I mean, I'm just making it about a specific situation. I know there's many other examples of this, but it's helpful to make it about a specific situation so that I can, um, like, you know, really get down to your thinking, but I'm just touched by how much I can feel your care and your connection and your love for him. So I wanted to just pause <laughs> and acknowledge that. Okay. You know, thank you. I've been really, um, I've been really emotional about him lately. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it sounds like it's in a positive way. Yes. So I mean, actually, like, you know, I wonder if there's a way where we could use that. I think the most inspiring thing to a man is our to express our positive emotions. Um, that's really what makes men feel like um, they're honored and they're making us happy right. and then he feels good about himself. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I and wonder, he really, like, because there's – yeah, go on. He just he really thrives off of words of affirmation. Like, that just mm. – that takes him up to a whole new level. Yeah. I mean, so – I mean, in this instance, I actually see the possibility for you to say something like in that moment when you're stressed out, for you to say, you know, I so admire how you're able to just be happy and be in a good mood, and I get all stressed out, 
And yeah, um, like, how can I just like relax and and feel connected to you in this moment and have us do this together in a happy way? Like, I wonder if he would be the one to give you advice. I think that he would be really because um, you're like making about him feel good, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. because it's like he actually knows you better than you know you. I'm not saying that's the only answer, but like that could be a way for you to use this emotion to feel more partnership and support, and then he could actually, um, you know, teach you how he does it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Makes me really happy. Yay. Um like That's just, awesome. just thinking mean, about asking. Sorry. Like starting with the verbal affirmation and starting with, you know, admiring him for how he's able to be so relaxed and happy as he gets the kids ready and how you get stressed out and you want to be more relaxed and happy. And how does he do it? Right. You know? Yeah. I love it. I can't wait to try I, it. I love that you love it. And I mean, you know, I, I mean, obviously, like, he might not know. What I would take a look at, I mean, it's a great way to connect you guys. And, you know, I, I recommend that for everyone to ask their partner to right. support them um, with whatever they're struggling with. But um, if he doesn't know how he does it, I would I would kind of maybe sit him down sometime and ask him, like, what does he believe, for example, that allows him to be so happy in that moment? Like, and what are you believing that's causing you to be stressed out? Right. Um and, I mean, you know, I could ask you that now, but I don't know how much time we want to spend, how many other callers we have. But I would take a look at your beliefs, and I would take a look okay. at this is what the zooming out does because it's like, well, what what's the worst-case scenario that's going to happen if, you know, I brush her hair more, like, more slowly or if it's in her face or, you know, like, the, yes, we're going to check to make sure the kid's shoes are, on, you know, tied before we go. All right. But so what right. if I, like, take some deep breaths and focus on how to do that in a way that feels good? Like, what would you yeah. have to focus on in order to feel good doing it? Um, I, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, does it really matter if I show up somewhere if my kids' faces are dirty? And most people, most not most, all people love my children despite whether or not their hair is in their face. Like, they think that my kids are adorable <laughs> and well-behaved. Like, those I'm are sure. the realities. They don't care about their hair. I care about their hair. Like, it's me putting forth a presentation, and why shouldn't I just let us all be who we are? Yeah. I think it's beautiful. Um, and I think that's something you can also share with your partner to support you with that and what might he be able to say to you in the moment that would remind you in a nice right. way, not in a way that's making you wrong, you know, but right. like maybe he could joke about it. Like, Oh, you know, look at her hair. It's so cute. Even though it's messy, people are going to think she's adorable. And of course it's a fine line, right? Cause like you want your kids to be presentable and, but I'm imagining yeah. that he does too. So it's not yeah. like he would want to like just not care about it. No, he just he's he's fine if we go out and you know like likely we're gonna go out and we're gonna get into some kind of adventure anyway. So <laughs> exactly. it doesn't matter. That, Which is that, awesome. That, yeah, it doesn't matter. You know if our clothes are pristine or no, it does. It does matter when it does matter. Like if we're going to church, yeah. Hey, babe, maybe you should brush her hair. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. <laughs> right. Exactly. So. Right. So that's 
that's, I mean, opposites attract in a good way. Like that's a way that you can support him in being more detail oriented when it does matter. And it sounds like he's open to that. Yes. Yeah. He's so I think that's awesome. Yay. Okay. So so I just want to jump in and say that we have another caller. We have another caller lined up. So I just want to jump in. You know that. Yeah. So just, uh, just letting you know, um, that's awesome. And if you have other questions, um, feel free to email me. Um, my okay. email, or you could just, um, it's Valerie at coachvalerie.com. Um, awesome. That's C-O-H-D-H-V-A-L-E-R-I-E-G-R-E-E-N-E. So, and anyone can feel free to email me. I do um, have a lot of information on my website as well, so you can feel free to um, just check it out and I write blogs and all that, but but please, yeah, Yay. feel free to, to share with me and let me know how that goes. I'm curious. Awesome. And, and also feel free to email me if it goes really well, like what how it went well, because I always get inspired by that. Oh. Yay. Okay, I will. Thank you so Thank much, Thank you Stephanie. so much for calling. Thank you. Yay. Okay, we have another caller now, and this is caller 9571. You're on the air. Did you have a question for Valerie Green? Yes, I do. Um, it's not Hey, and for okay, I'll, I'll only ask you to share your name if you want to then, because <laughs> I want to keep it in Sure. <laughs> sure. My name is Cindy. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that. Cindy? Cindy. Okay. Hi, Cindy. Hi. Um, okay, uh, this is more of how to deal with my son and his relationship than my, I don't have one right now. Um, he is dating a girl who is very manipulative and pretty much has him, um, if she says jump, he says how high. And this is his first mm-hmm. real long-term, you know, relationship that, oh, we're in love and I get to watch him, which is great. He opens the door for her, and he, you know, gets her water, and he he pretty much waits on her hand and foot, which on one side is, oh, he has manners, and then the other side is, oh, I'm going to puke. (laughs) Right. I understand. How do I talk to him about how she treats him without being (laughs) angry mom? Because I've tried to say anything. And if I just don't say anything, then I'm stressed out and I'm talking to my daughter about it. And my yeah. daughter's like, talk, tries to talk to him and then he shuts her out and it's it's not good. So, And I've tried to, well, what is it that you see in each other? And right away he gets defensive and I get mm. shut down. So yeah. I know he knows and, and he, they they can't be apart for more than five minutes or she's texting or calling and when are you going to come by or are you going to meet me for lunch if she's working? And I mean, it's just, to me, it's just like, oh my God, how can you spend so much time together? Yeah. And, um, and thank and you for. We have a part-time business together where we have a business that's turned into a part-time business because he's with her all the time. And I told him, I said, you know, have you guys ever thought that maybe she needs to talk to a counselor instead of talking to you all the time? <laughs> and they finally got to the step where she called him the other day and she was at work and she told him to, you know, Google some 
counselors in the area, and, and they decided what okay. class she needed to go to. And I was like, well, at least that's a well, that's step great. up. But yeah. <sighs> it's, I mean, I, I just hear her, how much you care about him being respected by her and not being controlled by her. Yeah, and the games. She plays mind games with him, and he's a little behind. They were we we adopted him and his brother, and they're FASD, and so he's on a learning curve, you know. And so he doesn't get a lot of things the way maybe mm-hmm. I would, or, mm-hmm. and to perception. I've I'm older, so right away I'm like, oh, that's a mind game. No, and he's not. He's okay. not very pure-minded, and he's like, no, she wouldn't do that to me. She loves me. We're in love. And I'm like, oh, my God, if I had to hear that one more time, she would. You know, so yeah. <laughs> I'm, and I and try um, not to say things like that to him because I don't want him to feel like he's a bad person for being with her or, it's, you know, I don't want to say those things. But I, So I'm sitting here going, oh, my God, how do I deal with this other than just packing a bag and leaving? I just, I don't know. Right. No, I mean, I definitely hear that you're stressed out because you want him to, you know, be able to have better boundaries with her is what I'm hearing. Um, yeah. And and to have more awareness of, of what's going on and that she's, you know, controlling him and to, you know, to be able to have a sense of self for himself um, because that's important as a young man. And yeah. how old is he? He's going to be 21 next month. Okay. Yeah, so it makes sense if this is his first real relationship. Unfortunately, that's how we learn is the hard way. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, part of it is going to be, you know, being okay with him making mistakes and and not being able to prevent him from whatever pain that's going to cause. But there are things that you can do, you know, to really influence him. And if he doesn't, if he sort of gets offensive, if you say questions like, what do you see in each other? Um, Then he might not be open to talking about it, but I mean, we can sort of talk about how you might be able to talk about it because I agree. I mean, it's not just about you standing back and not saying anything because, you know, you have thoughts and opinions and you want to help and you care. Um, And so it's not just about being passive, but I do think that when you speak to him, it needs to be coming from you taking 100% responsibility for your own um, thoughts and feelings and desires and not telling him what he should or shouldn't be doing. Because if, if he yeah. senses that you're trying to say what's best for him, then that's what's going to cause him to get defensive. So, I mean, he might have felt that even if um, you were like, well, you've seen each other. It's not what you say. It's where it's coming from. If it's coming from a place of like, you know, the real subtext being, you know, you really shouldn't be with her, <laughs> that he's going to hear that. No. <laughs> well, you see, she dated his brother a couple years ago, and his brother totally changed when he was with her. And so that was a bad, I mean, it was to the point where his brother would say things to me like, well, you're not even my mom. You're, you adopted me, so I don't have any legal reason mm-hmm. to listen to you. And I would sit there and go, oh, where did this come from? And yeah. then he would tell me later after they broke up, he was like, well, she was telling me to say those things because it would piss you off. And I was like, ooh, she had that right. So yeah, I don't right. want to go there again. But yet I have this pact with her. So I'm right. my thought is, okay, so all of a sudden you're all head over heels in love with this child, and you're not going to hurt him like you did the last one. 
Yeah. I I mean, I I definitely think that, you know, she's, if you're noticing her doing mind games and and manipulations, um, I mean, first of all, people who do that do have a lot of wounding themselves. You know, I, I, and the fact that she's willing to get counseling is a really good thing because if she wasn't, then, then I would, you know, be a lot more concerned. Um, but, um, but anyway, when, when you're speaking to him, what I would really coach you to do is first of all, to be coming from an attitude of, um, and not that you're not going to do anything because, <laughs> you know, I want you to be able to speak up for your thoughts and opinions. But if you're coming from a place of thinking that you can prevent him from going through pain as a growing experience and that it's your job to sort of save him, then he's going to feel that as like you manipulating him, you know, and yeah, he's, you know, so it needs to come from an attitude of, okay, this is his life. He can make his own choices, but I want to express what's coming up for me, you know? So I, I think the conversation kind of has to start like that where you say, you know, Hey, you know, I, you're a a wonderful young man. Um, I, I, I have no right to be telling you what to do. It's your life. It's your decisions. I just would, I would feel more connected to you if I could express what's coming up for me. Is it okay if I express what's coming up for me with no intention of telling you what to do? So you're kind of starting the conversation like that because then he's less likely to get defensive. Um, And then I need to to be able to talk to him about the business because this is what we were supposed to do this summer and he hasn't done anything. He'll go out in the morning and then he'll disappear and end up over at her house and that's where he'll be. Sometimes he comes home at night, sometimes he doesn't. And I tried to explain to him, I said, you know, we need to do this because it's springtime and um, it's a yard care service. And I said, if we don't start getting business now, I said, you're not going to have any this summer. Right. So, that's yeah, so, like one of the I mean, main things that I need to learn how to talk to him about without him going, well, if I wasn't spending time with her, that's what he told me this morning. If I wasn't spending time with her, I'd, what would I be doing? And I said, mm, working maybe? Working? Making money? You know? <laughs> right. Well, in that case, I mean, it's important to just, like, talk to him about his responsibilities, you know, with the business. Like, really sharing him with, like, okay, here's our goal for how many clients we want to get by the summer, we have to start now, you know, here's what's required of you or expected of you and what, like, what, what kind of plan would you like to create around that? You know, so to, to kind of help, to help them with a schedule, that's certainly within your bounds. And, but that actually doesn't have anything to do with her directly. It's just that spending time with her is a way that he's not doing that. You know? Yeah. And his, her parents have asked him not to come over. And I told him, I, I asked him yesterday, I said, so I said that you told me that they asked you not to come over and spend the night anymore because you guys weren't married and they, they felt it was disrespectful. I said, and he said, yeah. And I said, well, why are you still doing that? And he's like, because I don't care. Yeah. And I said, I, was, I didn't know what to say. I was just kind of like, okay. <laughs> right. And no, these I'm are nice people, her. but... <laughs> I don't. I, do I don't know what to do. As a, you know. Yeah, I mean, as a parent, I imagine you you're you're kind of close to that. Like, you wouldn't want someone else to not care about what you say. 
Um, yeah. So I imagine you okay, feel empathy just, for his let me, parents. Let me interrupt really quickly and say that we have another caller lined up. So I'm just gonna I'm just kind of expediting this process just to let you know we have one more caller okay. lined up. Okay, great. Yeah, thank you. Um, so yeah, I mean, I but I, we could spend another few minutes. Um, but I really, um, I mean, in terms of giving him an un like I was saying before, I don't think unsolicited advice is going to do any good. But I mean, you can ask him questions within the conversation, like, um, you know, what do you think is best for you, um, and you know, what do you think is the right thing to do? But, I mean, if he's 21, you know, I don't know if he doesn't care what they think. That is kind of on him. Um, yeah. But it is, you know, unfortunate because I understand that he's going to have to make mistakes and learn from them here with that. But what I want to get back to is how to talk to him about you because I think all this is definitely um, um possible to talk about with him as long as you talk about it from your point of view and not what he should be doing so for example um i mean there's a formula i would use for this and um i'll share it with you real quick but um i mean i'm happy to talk to you more about this if you want to schedule a call or whatever just email me um but um so like i said i would start the conversation with saying, you know, I don't have the right to tell you what to do, but is it okay? I'd feel more connected to you if I share what's coming up for me. Um, and then I would share what's coming up for you in being whatever's happening in a non-judgmental way, like saying, for example, um, instead of saying like, hey, you've been coming home late every day because that's kind of like judgmental. Um, I would yeah. say like, hey, you know, yesterday morning, um, you know, you came home at noon and we have work to do at eight, you know? And so I'm concerned that we won't get all, all of our work done. Um, and so is it okay if we plan this better? Like let's map out the amount of work you'll be doing each day. And then, you know, it'll start this time. It'll end that time. And we'll do this. Let's do this together as a team. What do you think? You know, so that's the way to talk to him about work. If you talk to him about her, I would notice what you're seeing. So like mind games is a little bit judgmental, but saying like, I, I heard her say X, Y, and Z. I heard her say, you know, I heard, I saw her text you um, five minutes after you left, you know, and, and I saw her, you know, telling you what to do all the time. Um, when I see that, I feel concerned because I want you to be able to create boundaries with her so that, because, because you deserve to be treated well by her. You deserve to be respected, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just see you as being um, somebody who is, you know, not waiting on somebody like that. I see you as being somebody who's an equal. What do you think about that? You know, I want to be able to support you in creating boundaries with her. Would you like support? And then you can kind of share with him what you think, but only if he wants it. If he doesn't want it, then there's nothing you can do, but at least you're sharing your thoughts, your feelings, and your desires. You're not kind of putting it on him and what he should be doing, and you're asking if he wants support. So that's kind of how I would talk to him about it, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know it's hard, and I know that he's going to – do whatever he does and 
you know, unfortunately, I mean, when I was 21, I did a lot of really stupid things. Um, yeah. Well, he was away from her for four months, and it was he was a t- different person. And he actually went out with his friends and things, and then he's been back for three weeks, and he's totally changed. Yeah, I mean, so, so it's, I might, it's if I were you, I might sort of, I mean, what I would do is, like, write down your thoughts and feelings about all that. And see how you can share it in a way that's not telling him what to do, but just sharing your thoughts and feelings, what you see, and asking him. And But it has to be in a way where you're empowering him, not making him wrong, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. Valerie. Valerie, so can I mean, she, but yeah, I'm happy to contact talk about you this more. Yeah. Can she contact definitely, you yeah. uh, via email? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure, definitely. Um, and I'm happy to see how we can set up a call or whatever would support you the best. Okay. So, well, thank you very much. Thank you. And it was so nice to to hear your story. And I just feel a lot of compassion for you because I know it's not easy to watch your son go through this. And I, I do want to empower you to, to be able to speak in a way that he's going to hear you. So anyway, yeah. thank you. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for calling, and and be sure to be sure to email Valerie. Just go to the uh, website uh, www and you can contact her. You can email her. You can even email just Valerie at coachgreen.com, and and that way yeah. you guys can okay. set up more because I really think that you need that extra support, and I know Valerie wants to give it. So. Oh. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, so we have another caller on now. Uh, Caller 2475, did you have a question for Valerie Green? Uh, Hello, yes, I do. Hello, hello, Valerie, how are you doing? I'm great, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I I used to know a a woman named Nurse Valerie Green, and I wrote a punk rock song about her, so it's very funny. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's others out there. <laughs> um, it's the first time I've ever heard it since then. But anyway, I was just calling to ask about um, a situation. I've been single for about a year now, and um, and it was uh, way way it all ended was pretty tough and rough, and on on her side of how she chose to be pretty cruel in 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 her mm-hmm. actions, I guess. And so um took a lot of time for healing and saying I need to work on myself and um I met someone in the fall and and it was really nice but it it was way too quick and and um so I needed to kind of step back and she's a Leo so she really kind of pushed and, and, and pushes a little bit here and there. And she's really an amazing woman. And um, I guess my question is I'm trying to find that, that space between um, proper communication and honest communication and feeling like like I could, like, reasonably this this woman makes total sense. Like in every way, but um, but there's no there's no zing, and that mm. it kind of it kind of trips me out a little bit because um, 
you know, I'm I'm an emotional, creative type, so I like the fire and the passion, and and that yeah. doesn't seem to really be there, and yet, but everything else is very reasonably right, if that makes sense. Okay. And is it something yeah, no, that you I, would grow into? Totally, yeah, no, and I think that there are ways that you can speak about it, um, because maybe she wants there to be more passion in Zing too, you know, and maybe that is something that you can create together. Um, well, she, she but, definitely deserves yeah. more passion, and but yet I, I'm definitely also in a space of made of made a you know made a commitment a year ago to be single for quite a while just to work on myself and to and get back, um, you know, in a long-term relationship, six years, and and um, you kind of forget who you are on your own. And so I decided to, and I have a, a daughter, so I just wanted to embrace that, you know, that, that relationship in my own relationship, my relationship with creator. And, and um, but again, yet lo and behold, there's this really amazing woman and so I'm trying to find that balance of mm. how. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, this is also a and remain question, honorable. So. Right. I mean, I would have just more questions for you about this. And we have 10 minutes, so <laughs> I mean, feel free, you know, as well to reach out. But, but let's talk for 10 minutes. Um, so, um, so are you saying that you – want to avoid getting into a relationship with this woman that's too intimate and too passionate because you want the space to be able to work on yourself and, and obviously have a, you know, be a parent and um, have the relationship with creator and all of the ways that you want to grow on your own. Are you saying that you want to take a step back from the relationship and then simultaneously when you're with her, you want more passion? Like, I guess I'm trying to wrap my mind around, what your desire is. Sure. Um, I would say and I do that see is, that anything is possible, but we we have to be really clear about what you want and then how to communicate it. Right. Um, you know, I felt like I've communicated it twice to her and she says that she'll just wait for me and, and, and in a sense I kind of feel bad, you know, and when I've said that I just, need this time for myself and um and I I can't really invest myself completely and but she's you know has become kind of dear to me you know uh mm. and I do okay and well and so, so I mean I, I'm just I'm going to interrupt you just because I want to sort of continue to understand what you're saying um because I I see the possibility in that case um, for you to have a partnership with her in supporting the ways that you want to grow, um, but it would need, but you, you would really need to spell it out with her so that she's not just like waiting indefinitely. So, are you clear on what it is that you want to accomplish in your own personal development, in your own spiritual development? Um, before you're ready to partner, to be more close and committed to a partnership? Yes, yeah, so I, I think I am, you know, just creating a stability with my with my daughter and 
at the same time, um, I want to live in a way that that I'm not accountable to anyone yet, mm-hmm. you know, uh, other than my mm-hmm. little one. And um, the idea of checking in with someone daily or how it becomes and, you know, partnerships is, you know, feels like, you know, you have to check in daily and it, that the idea of it irritates me, you know, mm-hmm. right now. You know, because all yeah. I have to do is just kind of be, just just be me and figure out who the hell this person is after intertwining yeah. myself for so long. At the same time, I think my choices in that space of freedom um, might not um, feel good to this person's heart. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's definitely conversations that you would have with her around that because... Um, what I'm hearing is okay. So, but but my question is like, what kind of vision would you see then of and and also like and, and I would want to hear what her vision is of what what she would want to create with you, given that you don't want to be in a committed relationship yet. Um, you know, it, wondering if your visions are compatible. But this is a conversation to have with her to say what you are available for with her and what you're not available for with her and to ask her if that's really okay with her because you really want to serve her and you want her to be happy. Um, right. So I definitely think that, that that's the conversation that you can have. In fact, women really respect that kind of conversation because you're being honest, you know, as opposed to just kind of like not reaching out and not calling and not sharing with her. That's what's going to make a woman you know, feel disrespected, you know, without saying right. why, without creating a context. Because then right. she gets to choose, like, is that what she's willing to, you know, engage in or, or not? True. Um, True. So, I mean, are you, um, are you having those conversations or um, do you feel clear or not? <laughs> uh, well, we've had this conversation a while back. And um, and she she stepped back and and then um and then she keeps you know stepping in and she's kind mm-hmm. of kind of pushy in a way where she she really wants this and uh, even though I've told her I'm not in any way ready but she's been also very like kind about it she hasn't been like pushy she's just been wanting to hang out and I always let her know when I can and can't and we try to have a nice friendship when we're together and but you know there's that awkward space of is it going to go to that that place and um and right and I don't really allow it because I know how deeply her heart is moving towards me you know and yeah. even though I've, and that's even so though respectful I've spoken, of you well she's she's pretty I'm, amazing I'm, yeah. and I just Want to um, I want to honor her that way. At the same time, trying to honor my process of, you know, yeah. finding myself being betrayed. You know, so. No, I um, think that's a very, very conscious place to occupy. So I just want to reflect that that back to you that you're really, um, your your own self awareness is wonderful because I see a lot of people just diving into the relationship anyway and then abandoning their own, you know, self growth process and then that winds up, you know, not not making the relationship not work out. 
So it yeah, sounds like been, you want to pursue past. a relationship, but you want to take it slowly. Um, so I definitely see a possibility, just considering that we only have a few minutes left, of you creating some kind of um, container with her. This is actually what me and my partner did when we started dating, because he wasn't ready to commit at first either. So we created, like, a container. We actually made agreements with each other, like, this is what we're available for with each other, and this is what we're not available for with each other. Um, Right. And um, let's keep checking in with the agreements and seeing, you know, if, you know, every few months we'll check in, and if we want to change them, we'll change them. Um, But it's like, I see the possibility of you having that conversation with her where the, where the agreements are more formal. Um, so like, for example, in the beginning with, with my partner, we said that we would be there to give each other emotional support when one of us wanted and we could spend one day a week together. And, um, but we weren't, but we didn't, you know, we, we, we created boundaries. Um, and, you know, he it's similar like he didn't want to be responsible for reaching out to me every day but but he would be responsive when I wanted it. so like it was it was all out on the table and in that case we were being really authentic with each other and then we could also support each other with how we want to grow so you can ask her how she wants to grow during this time and and when you get together you know ask her going and vice versa she can support you and how you want to grow and ask you questions about it and that could be what you connect about you know if that makes sense but i think it does require like a level of conscious intention you know to create these kind of agreements so i'm happy to support you with that if you would want to set up um you know more exploration because we have i know two minutes left but um, my my question around that is just, I mean, since we have two minutes, um, I mean, how does all of that sit with you? Oh, you know, it's just honestly, um, uh, just, yeah, it, it seems like we haven't had a check-in in a while with each other. We've just been kind of rolling through the motions as awkward friends and, um, and that, uh, I can feel the awkwardness there, and and that's gonna cause some some hurt. So I think we just need to check in again. I think that's a good place to start. Definitely. Yeah, and um, I always think that whatever you're not saying, yeah, it creates that elephant in the room, so to speak. So it's important to bring it up in a way that's really self-aware, and you know, hey, I'm sensing this awkwardness and that just means that we have to talk about like how you're feeling and how I'm feeling and what you want and what I want. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Valerie Green. That was very nice. Yeah. (laughs) Would you like to hear your song? Would you like to hear your song? It's real short. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? It was in a minute. My ex, my ex was in, um, uh, had to get blood thinners. And so we had to go to this nurse and so she was filling her up with all this radioactive things to help her blood move and, and unclot. So it was for wow. Nurse Valerie Nurse Valerie Green was her name. I was like, that's, that's uh-huh. the most punk rock name I've ever heard. So I was like, <laughs> therapy. Here's your song. Here's your song. 
Seraphine is coming. It's going to my brain. I better go right after it. Before I go insane, be a sour ridiculous and maybe way too serious. All the matter in the tubes can't be taken out with lubes. And there's fire green. A radioactive queen filling her up with the red stuff thinner. Valerie Green, blood clot killer. It's a blood clot. There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so funny. Thank you. <laughs> That's copywritten, all right? <laughs> you won't protect <laughs> All right. Y'all have a lovely day. Thank you so fun. much. Likewise. Bye-bye. Oh, that's wonderful. all the lyrics, serenaded. too. Yeah, not every day that you get serenaded by a caller, Valerie. Fantastic. Yeah. So, okay, we we're we're wrapping up the show here, but let me say we we went over time. That's never a problem, really, because, because all that does is just let listeners know that they have to go to the archive show to hear the rest of what we said. So, uh, just want to first of all say thank you to all the callers uh, that called in. This last caller, and then I believe it was Cindy and Stephanie that called in. Thank you so much for calling. Your calls mean so much. And if you didn't get all the information that you wanted, as Valerie continued, just please contact her. She can always set up a call with you and, and be you know offer more support that, that won't be rushed because <laughs> uh, we just have so you know little time an hour we're spreading it out over three calls so again her uh, website is coachvaleriegreen.com that's green like the color with an e at the end dot com or you can just email her at valerie uh, valerie at coachvaleriegreen.com. I will post both yes. uh, the website and the email address on the Facebook page, so you can check that out, facebook.com backslash girlpowerhalfhour. Remember to check that at all times for updates on upcoming shows. Uh, Valerie, thank you so much for this. How wonderful to have so many callers. And then and then you get serenaded with a punk rock song. That's even better. So oh, yeah. Thank you so much exactly. for doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you all Yay. have great advice, and I I'm excited to do this again because I think that you've really been so helpful for people today. So uh, I'm excited for the Yay. next show as well. And just a reminder to listeners, uh, Valerie will be on again with us next month. So make sure that you're watching the Facebook page, keeping updated on, on the Showtime, listening to the shows so that you know what's coming up next. And just a reminder again, uh, next week, Isabel Abbott, Wednesday, uh, the 29th at 3 p.m. Central, talking about her book, Salt and Honey. You can see uh, more about Isabel Abbott on her website, Isabel Abbott. A-B-B-O-T-T.com. Uh, and then on April 5th, first Wednesday of the month, which is always Psychic Wednesday, our favorite psychic will be on, Elizabeth Harbin, but we'll be doing a new twist on an old favorite, offering dream interpretation. So be sure you're writing down your dreams. Make sure to call us, 602-753-1589, on April 5th, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Central, to get your dream interpretation. And again, thanks, Valerie, for being on. And everyone that listened, thank you for tuning in. And all those that called, of course, thank you for calling. And I look forward to speaking to you next Wednesday. Have a wonderful week and a great weekend. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.